Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the Podcon Go Network. Podcon Go. Family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Alderbury Tales. Grab a porcupine quill. It's time for a story. Today's story is Sapana and the Birds of Prey, an Arapaho tale. Long ago, in an Arapaho village, there once lived a girl named Sapana. Sapana was different from her friends in one particular way. She loved and admired birds of prey. She found the circling of the hawk fascinating, the wide wingspan of the eagle majestic, even the swooping of the buzzard magnificent. These noble birds, she felt, couldn't be faulted for enjoying the taste of meat. After all, weren't her own people hunters too? In the fields, Sapana would leave scraps of meat on the ground for her feathered friends, and they came to look forward to her treats. One day, Sapana found an injured hawk lying on the ground. The hawk's wing was speared by a porcupine quill. Sapana wondered if the poor creature would even allow her to approach it, but the hawk didn't seem anxious by her presence, so she carefully stepped forward. Holding the hawk with one hand, she eased out the quill with the other. The bird squawked and flapped its wings. Then it flew upward. Just then, Sapana heard the sound of another bird in distress. A magnificent eagle also lay on the ground. His wing was injured by a porcupine quill, too. She also removed the quill from the bird's wing. And then, at the foot of a cottonwood tree, she saw the culprit, a very large porcupine. How dare you, Sapana cried to the porcupine. Then she had an idea. Turning to her friends, she called out, Nita, Kocheda, Tuppy, let's catch this porcupine. We'll get enough quills to bend and twist to embroider our moccasins for three winters. She ran toward the porcupine, but it scampered up the large cottonwood tree. I'll get you, you rodent she yelled, climbing up the wide tree trunk. Sapana was a fast climber, but the porcupine was even faster. Sapana, come down! You're too high! We can't see you anymore! Her friends called out. But if Sapana heard them, she did not care. She would climb to the very top of that tree if she had to, and then the porcupine would have nowhere else to go but the tree seemed to somehow extend itself even higher as she climbed. Just when she thought she had nearly reached the treetop, there was yet more trunk to climb. So up she climbed, through the clouds, and then beyond the clouds. Ahead of her was something flat and gray. Had she reached the very edge of the sky? She touched the surface. That moment, she tipped over and fell, 
but not out of the tree. She fell onto a ground. Looking around at the brown bushes and gray skies, she said, I must be in the sky world now. What a dreary place it is. Not at all pleasant, like Earth. Get used to it, sneered an old man. Who are you? said Zapana. Who do you think? he hissed. Then the old man was an old man no more, but had transformed himself back into a giant porcupine, the very one she had been chasing. I knew I could get you to come here, sneered the porcupine. It was so easy. I've been watching you and knew you would make a fine wife for me. What? I won't stay here. You can't make me, Sapana cried. Really? And exactly how do you propose to leave? He turned and aimed his giant quills at her. Sapana had no choice but to stay with the porcupine man. When he brought home buffalo hides, she had to scrape and stretch them and sew them into robes. If there were no hides to work on, she was told to pull up wild turnips for dinner. One day, she was tugging at a turnip that she knew was too large for her to get out of the sky ground. Yet she tugged at it anyway. Maybe because she was so frustrated by her unhappy state. Maybe because she was so angry at the porcupine man. But she would not give up on that turnip. She worked it and tugged it from all angles, until it finally started to give way. She moved it back and forth, using her digging stick for leverage, until finally, with one mighty pull, it popped up out of the ground. Gasping from the effort, she noticed a patch of light shining up from the hole where the turnip had sat. She peered down the hole. It was the sky. Far down, she could even make out patches of green that must be the earth. The top of the cottonwood tree was nowhere to be seen. That had completely disappeared. She rolled the turnip back over the hole, her heart racing. Now she knew how to get out of the sky world. She just had to think of a way to safely lower herself back to earth. In the days that followed, Sapana saved all the leftover strips of muscular tendons from the buffalo skins. When the porcupine man was away, she twisted and braided them into tight strands of rope and hid them under her bed. Over time, she finished a long rope that she hoped would be her ticket to freedom. One day, after the porcupine man left to go hunting, Sapana took her rope and digging stick to the turnip. She pulled out the turnip, tied her rope around her digging stick, placed the digging stick over the hole, and tied the other end of the rope securely around her waist. Then she slipped through the hole, letting the rope fall, and grasped the portion of the rope closest to the digging stick. Hand by hand, she lowered herself down. Down, Sapana dropped through the clouds, Soon she could see larger patches of green below that must be treetops. But would the rope be long enough? When she had let out all the rope, she was still far above the treetops. 
swaying back and forth in the air, she cried and cried about her fate. What would she do now? You'll never escape, she heard a distant yet awful voice above. It was the porcupine man peering down the turnip hole. Come up at once or I'll cut the rope. You'll drop to your death. I'll never come up, cried Sapana, knowing that she just sealed her own fate. Then you're done for, he shrieked. He grabbed the rope from the top, moving it side to side, and she swung wildly back and forth. As he started to cut the rope, Sapana felt the rope give way. Then the final strand was severed. Sapana started to tumble to earth. But wait, something broke her fall. It was the back of a buzzard. Let me help you to earth, Sabana, said the buzzard, though I may not be able to take you all the way. Indeed, in less than a minute, he was too tired, since she was a far heavier weight than what he normally carried. Then an eagle swooped up to take his place. I'll take you now, said the eagle. Sapana rode on his feathered back for several minutes, sometimes coasting the air currents. But Sapana's body was a load too heavy even for the mighty eagle, and before long, he got tired too. Then a hawk took her place. And so Sapana zigzagged down to earth, from one bird of prey to another. Finally, she jumped from the last hawk onto a treetop, where she stepped onto a firm, thick branch. Dizzy from riding the backs of so many lurching, dipping birds, she petted the last of her mighty flyers, then scampered down the tree, back down to earth and to her beloved home. Her friends rushed up. Sapana, we thought you were long gone. They embraced, and Sapana rushed home to see her mother, who was overjoyed beyond words to see her lost daughter. Sapana told the people of her village of her adventures. No longer did they think her strange to befriend the birds of prey. From then on, after a hunt, they always left an extra buffalo on the field for the noble birds of the sky. This is one of my favorite story forms. There are lots of stories like this. You might even be able to think of a few. It's a story where there's a person, Sapana, who is helpful and kind to another person, to an animal. Uh, in a lot of stories, the main character is helpful towards an elderly person or someone who is dirty or someone who is poor, someone who probably can't help them back. Or maybe they're kind to a small animal, like an ant or a mouse. And yet, somehow, as the story goes on, whoever they were helpful to manages to help them in return, even saving their life, like in this story. 
or maybe helping them accomplish some impossible task. And I like stories like this because they tell something true. And I think the truth that they tell is this. If you are a kind and helpful person, if you're the kind of person that takes porcupine quills out of an injured bird, or if you're the type of person who shares your food, even if it's your last food, with someone who's hungry, or if you're the kind of person who stops when they're busy to help someone else with their problem. If you're this kind of person, a helpful person in your life, you'll find that when you need help, someone will always be willing to help you. It might not even be the same person that you helped or the same animal that you helped. But I think the basic idea that if you are a helpful person, people will be there to help you when you need it, that's, that's true. I think that's true about people. I think that's true about life. I'm going to give you a challenge. At some point in the next week, find an opportunity to help someone or to help an animal. Make it a part of how you live. And I think you'll find that help will also come to you. This story, Sapana and the Birds of Prey, is originally an Arapaho tale. And this version has been adapted by Elaine L. Lindy for the website Stories to Grow By. It's used here on Elderberry Tales with permission. Thank you to Stories to Grow By for making your collection available for me to use on this podcast. If you're an adult listening along to this podcast, you might be interested to know that I also narrate audiobooks for adults. You can find my collection of audiobooks available on Audible under the name Carrie Coelho, C-O-E-L-L-O. There's a wide selection of mysteries, romance, comedy, in case you'd like something a little longer than the average elderberry tale. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.